Welcome to the fifth episode of Off the Cuff Podcast with AJ from Crafted and NJ. And tonight, I have not only the man, the myth, the legend, but I have... Hmm. I think... I, I don't know how I want to say this, but I have my other half with us. And no, it's not Kim. It is another... <laughs> it is the gentleman that I... I signed a dirty deed with, and one night on Instagram, him and I came up with, hey, let's go live. And next thing I know, we were live, and we went on to create country, country crafted? Yeah, country crafted. Hashtag. And that could that man, that gentleman who woed me with his sexy looks and his nice shaved head, and he's not just shaved there, <laughs> is Josh from North Country Woodworking and the host of the world-renowned podcast, the Sawdust Nation podcast, which you can hear on Thursdays. You guys drop, right? Yep, Thursdays. Thursdays, and then you're doing uh, when you're still live on uh, the first of the month? We are, usually Tuesdays at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, nice. We go live and, so, you know, give stuff away. Cool. Yeah, you're always giving some good stuff away, from uh, sandpaper to total boat stuff to uh, – you give total boat, right? Yeah, you have. We have in the past, uh, not yeah. recently, but uh, you know we have a huge giveaway coming up too. So yeah, for the hundredth. Yeah, yeah, it, that's exciting news that you guys are uh, that you guys are almost to a hundred episodes. I mean, you and I started out with doing Instagram lives, like I was saying, mm -hmm. and you know I was so I was so nerve wracked because I hated going live. You know, I didn't think anybody wanted to hear anything I had to say. But it was it was fun, you know. I looked forward to it. I think we were doing Sundays, Sundays around one o'clock. Yeah, that sounds about right. And that was because, if I remember correctly, there was um, oh, there was a kid that was in another country who wanted to Max. watch our lives. Yeah, Max. Yeah. He wanted to watch the the lives, but he said by the time we recorded early on our side, it was like really late by him. Mm -hmm. And uh, so yeah, I mean that that's how we started and. We talked prior to that, but then um, did the lives. And then the one day you just said, let's do a podcast. And next thing I know, we have we're a podcast. <laughs> and like, we're just talking. And, and next thing I know, it's like, then we got uh, Nick came on. Mm -hmm. And that was like, that was after, I think, what? F not 50, because I came on the 50th, I think, for a guest host. Um, but yeah, 50th Nick, was your last one. Oh, um, I yes. Think, I think Nick was on at like, I don't want to say around 25, 30, around that time frame. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and it was a good dynamic between you and I because we just got to just talk like, you know, two friends and then talk about stuff that we really enjoyed. And then, you know, only reason Nick came on was just to get another dynamic. You know, it wasn't like we were, you know, uh, you know, you hated me and didn't want to see me and wanted to hear <laughs> Nick more. We oh. should be talking like that. No, exactly, man. We invited Nick on because we wanted a, a better dynamic. Um, two people talking is great. It's a conversation at a third. Now it's, you know. Now it's a party. Back, yeah. It, it <laughs> bounce back ideas. You know what I'm saying? It definitely oh, yeah. helps, um, especially when you're doing hours worth of content. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, no, it was definitely fun. And, and you know, I know a lot of the people who listen to this podcast definitely also listen to yours because I know of quite a few people had messaged me when I was on, you know, Sawdust Nation. And then, you know, they're they're listening to yours, listening to this. And they even mm -hmm. um, they even asked, you know, why I was leaving. And I really I never left because I was, you know, I didn't want to be around you or Nick or anything like that. I really left just because it was just it was consuming for me. And, you know, I know I've, you've talked about it, but, you know, I want to put it out there and air it out and be very transparent with everybody. And, um, you know, I loved it. I love doing it. I love talking with you. I love talking with Nick. And we talk chop. What's better yeah. than that? You know, well, there's a point where the wife gets tired of listening to you. So, yeah, doing doing a podcast and being able to actually talk shop about people that are just as interested in woodworking as you. Is oh, yeah, pretty, it's pretty sweet. It definitely is. It you know, it's nice to be able to talk and uh, and just shoot the shit, as they would say, and you mm -hmm. know, with, with a couple of buddies of yours. And um, you know, Sawdust Nation was that was a lot of fun. And you know, coming up with the name, trying to figure that out. 
I remember going through how many podcasts did we, you know, we tried this thing, that thing, that thing, that thing. And finally it was like, okay, this one, you know, doesn't look like it was taken. Doesn't look like it was ever used. Except if you look in New York, there's a place I think called sawdust something. Sawdust nation, I think is, uh, it's like, um, orchestra of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. Which Uh, is so weird. Which, you know, it was like, oh, we're not going to, you know, if people are looking for woodworking, they're going to see the right one. Oh, yeah. But, you know, now you look up on Google, Sawdust Nation podcast, and, you know, we're it's right top there. hit. So we must have been doing something right to get it yeah, that right? far. You, you know, I remember the one time, and this is, you know, I don't want to talk about too, too much about Sawdust Nation, <laughs> y'all. You guys got enough hype. But um, I remember the one time you told me that I can ask my, and I don't want to say the name of that, um, a L E X A device. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you told me, you know, like, Hey, if you ask her, you could play it. I'm literally laying in bed and I went, Hey, you know, play the sawdust nation episode, whatever. And next thing I know, I'm hearing our voices <laughs> on that little it's thing. crazy. Yeah. Dude, I was like, I'm like, we're two guys from New Jersey, just playing on this thing. That's connected to so many people. You know, it's crazy. And that's why we did it, man. I mean, we did it from the very get-go. And the reason why you're doing this and the reason we do Instagram is to connect to the people out there that hold the same interests as ourselves. Oh, yeah. Share the information that we have and better the community. And what better way to do that than sit down, talk shop, talk about mistakes, lessons learned, even tools we do or do not like. Mm -hmm. So, you you know, I, I want to ask you a question, and I think you – I think we've talked about this before, but do you know how and when we started talking? I know how because it was Instagram. Yes, uh, it was Instagram, and I don't know if I started following you or what the exact, like, dynamic was, like, if I was following you versus following me or following each other, but um, you posted about your motorcycle. Yep. And I'm like, hey, dude, you got a motorcycle? Yeah. And – uh, we started talking about which ones we had and, you know, how often we ride. And, um, <laughs> and then it just kind of sparked from there, really. Yeah. It, it was it, – I, I remember it because I uh, I had – I did a – think a coffee with coffee post. And I had a cup of coffee uh, yeah. in a glass um, coffee cup. And then my motorcycle was there because it was during the winter. I wanted to do mm-hmm. a service on it. And then you messaged me and told me all, you know, what you had and whatnot. And then you told me if you're from New York. Well, New York technically is right across the border from me, but your New York is across the border plus four hours where you were from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking I got a buddy right up the street. And then you're like, oh, well, no, no, I lived in, you know, I can't remember what town. And I'm like, oh, let me look at where that is. And I'm like, wow, it's five hours from my house. I'm like, you were close to like Canada. Hey, yeah. Yeah, see, it's coming out. So, you know, now you're you're far away north where you grew up, and now you're really far down South Jersey. Well, this ain't the furthest south I've ever been, but uh, it's definitely the closest to home I've ever been stationed. But That is very I mean, true. This, uh, this station has definitely brought a lot to the plate for myself. Good friends like yourself, you know, the podcast, woodworking. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm glad it worked out this way. But, yeah, I can't complain. And then I have one last question, and then I'm going to get into it. Do you remember the first time we met in person? I do. It was at the uh, New Jersey Woodworking Convention. Uh-huh. Uh, sea Caucus. Yep. I forget the name of what it was called. It might have just been Woodworking Convention. I think it was a woodworking show. It's very show. simple. <laughs> same, same. Uh, but, yeah, uh, you were wearing your sweatshirt, and that's yeah. how I recognized you. And at the time, I didn't have any merch as far as like anything with uh, North Country Woodworking. So I'm just a guy, I think a sweatshirt, and I'm, I walk up to mm-hmm. him like, hey, AJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big big guy, you know, tall and, and real handsome and muscular. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I remember you were telling me that you were going to be there. And um, next thing I know, I met you. And then I think I think you went to a seminar or something, and we were leaving from a seminar because I went with Kim. But I was awkward because, uh, you know, meeting somebody new, I'm mm-hmm. always awkward. You know, I, I literally don't know what to say or don't know what to do. Um, so I shook your hand, said, hey, hi, how are you? And then uh, and then awkwardly walked away because I didn't know how to talk to people. I'm uh, weird <laughs> like that. 
And this is just right before COVID too. <laughs> so I mean, like it's the a last year really, prior. Was it a year? I thought it was like right after. I, it was a it was a year prior because they did it in February of uh twenty and then twenty one. No, twenty one. I don't remember now. Now you got me all weird. No, because it was whatever. It was a year prior because they didn't do it the COVID year and then they didn't do it the following year. They haven't done it in two years. Yeah, it definitely has been a while. I actually met yourself there. I met uh, Pete from uh, Mm -hmm. um, Petrie's Woodworking. Yep. Workshop. Wow. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Um, But It it was uh, a good time. Yeah, it was. I got to meet a lot of good people such as yourself and Pete and – it was the first real woodworking convention conference I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. So, well, now to get into the nitty gritty of it, because I know everyone's you know sick and tired of hearing of our uh, our our match made in heaven, and on uh, <laughs> how I met you on uh, what what dating site was it? It wasn't Grinder. It was Match. Like, oh, Match. Was yeah, match. definitely not yeah. Grinder. That's no, the that one was, that. That's how we found each other again and realized it was meant to be. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. We knew we met. At first now. Anyway, so tonight I'm gonna I'm gonna shuffle my hand into the fishbowl and get the uh topic. So tonight's topic, I want to talk to you about something that this is this is gonna be an ongoing thing with me. If you listen to a couple episodes, you know a lot of things piss me off, and this is one of the things. And it pisses a lot of people off too. And that is the sore sore subject of river tables. <laughs> As much as I wanted to do a river table years ago, I despise river tables now. And I know it's a big thing because uh, Jason Gibbs uh, from Bourbon Moth, mm-hmm. he just did the whole thing with Jonathan Katz Moses and they blew up a river table. Did you see this? I haven't seen it. I've heard of it. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. But, you know, my hatred goes as far as. You're taking this beautiful wood. You're pouring epoxy over it. And I have nothing against epoxy. I have more of uh, everyone's done the river table already. It's already old news. Mm-hmm. Just move on. It's a fad. Just just start doing wood tables again. Stop using the epoxy. But I want to know your opinion and how you feel about it. And I want to see if you feel as strongly <laughs> hatred towards it as I do. Or do you like them? Uh, it's hit or miss. I do think it is definitely overdone. That is a hundred percent reality that we live in, but I do not dislike them. I think if they're done correctly and done to your own style or done to, you know, the client style, it could be beneficial to a household. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't know the maker it's on TikTok. Uh, a guy does river tables, but he does with little star Wars figurines, like chasing oh, each other. Yep. Those are pretty cool. I, I actually really enjoy seeing those. So like, it looks like, um, you know, there's going to be a battle or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little different. I mean, like if you just pour, you know, black epoxy and walnut. Okay. That's, that's a little bit overdone, but if you're adding, you know, stuff in there, like someday, I would like to have either probably a desk at this point with a top Mm. with some uh, that'd be a river table with, uh, you know, river rocks and make it look like a stream. Like you poked your head down in a stream and it was clear as day. I think that would be cool. But I mean, like, I'm not going to do, you know, my my desk, my son's desk, my Mm -hmm. my my table, my side tables as such. Um, I think if you do it. Do it to your own style. You, sh- you know, people that do nothing but river tables, it's good. It's good for them. They're making some good money. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's more to woodworking. You know what I'm saying? Um, Definitely. I mean, just because you do a river table doesn't mean you know you throw some uh, metal legs on there called a day. You know, build the legs, do the apron. Uh, you know, there's a lot you could do to, uh, you know, kind of go back to our roots, joinery yeah. and stuff like that too. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think like any woodworking or any hobby or any business, there's a place for it. Mm It's just uh, my shop's way too small for that. You know, so so is mine. You know, if I if I was to ever take on a project of doing a river table, I would have to shut down everything because I wouldn't be able to move it once it lives. You know, once it's being placed where it has to go, you know, to pour, then that's where it lives for a little bit. But. I like the idea of the the stones in it. 
I've seen that a few times. I've also seen, um, I forget who it is, but they paint some uh, koi fish as they do um, different layers. Is it um, Crow? It's, uh, Crow, yeah. It's uh, I've met her too. Really? <laughs> yeah, I met her at uh, the Workbench Con. Crow Creek uh, Designs. Yes. She's uh, sponsored by uh, Total Boat. Mm-hmm. And uh, I met her at their booth in, in passing. Uh, incredibly friendly. And she does amazing stuff with epoxy. Um, and th- that would be one of those categories where I say, you know, they have a very unique take on it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, she does a lot of like the ocean scenes, but she also does the koi fish and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which in the beginning, uh, I not going to say I, it was her that started that. But I mean, like for me, it was the, one of the first people I saw doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why I, I like about the community and what I want to see. Like, yeah, okay, so we're talking river tables. There's a lot of them out there. People are just pouring. But, you know, you're starting to add elements of, like, you know, coffee and cork, uh, mm-hmm. wine corks and stuff like that. Or, you know, even bullets. Some people throw yeah, bullets yeah. in there. Uh, some ammo. You know, something to give it character. Um, that's 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 where it differs for me. I, if it gives a character, if um, it's making it different in some way, that's where I, I call it part of the maker community. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it, you know, when you see the same thing over and over and you just do the blue epoxy and then two some swirls in it and <laughs> it's and then you throw hairpin legs on it. I'm literally saying exactly what um, Bourbon Moth talked about, where it's exactly that you you buy online hairpins, which hairpins to me, I I can't stand hairpins. If you're going to do legs, do nice metal legs. Well, it depends. Like, I'm actually sitting next to a desk I built for the Glowforge. I that love has, that desk. I love those hairpins. Don't take that wrong. No, they were cheap. <laughs> and I well, needed yeah. to build build something quick. <laughs> so, you know, like, it's made out of pine. I mean, like, I wasn't building this to last yeah. a lifetime. I was yeah. building it to last a lifetime with the Glowforge. You built it for functionality. Exactly. Well, I would, I mean, if a client comes up to me and goes, hey, I want that i'll be like okay you know if you want something exactly like that it's gonna mm-hmm. probably gonna be poplar you know yep. what i'm saying or some kind of hardwood and i would talk them to a different lake design because mm-hmm. if this is off at all if your floor is not level oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it rocks it will rock on you i'm lucky enough where it was fairly level and mm-hmm. uh, the weight of the glow for it just kind of makes Held everything s- sit but I would once this is done, the Gold Forge is sold. I'm getting rid of that table. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I just want to preface all of this by saying your style differs from my style. Different, uh, diff. Um, I can't even talk. It's different from somebody else's style who might Absolutely. like. So I don't want anybody to think I'm saying hairpins are no longer. Everybody who's using hairpins should just go off of Instagram. And the same thing with. Um, River tables because there is a gentleman that I do follow. Woodworks by Jared does some beautiful river tables, but the way he does it is he takes you know it normal slab and whatnot, but the wood he sources and the way he does the epoxy and the way he finishes it makes it look nice. Do I do I like the river table? I like his, but I don't like like you said. If you add stuff to it that makes it different then mm-hmm. you're really you're pushing that level up when you do the same thing everyone else is doing it's it's hard to even like it so i'm gonna throw this at you we as makers okay mm-hmm. we have a, we have a small business it's past hobby we're now a business we're doing our thing mm-hmm. we're not mass production so for mm-hmm. us you know something like that might turn us off because like we are very we like doing uh, things that make our projects different. We like mm-hmm. having that variety, but for a mass producing woodworking shop, those river tables, you know, if you have a section of your huge shop set aside for that, it's an easy kill. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's for me why I, I kind of dislike it in some way. Cause it's not necessarily easy, but like if you, you can whip one out fairly quickly depending on the size, the shape, mm-hmm. and like the epoxy you're using. Um, 
there's a lot to it as far as like finishing goes because if you don't finish <laughs> an epoxy right then it's gonna look yeah that's uh, yeah. great but yeah man uh river tables is one of those things where like either you like them hate them or you're just indifferent yeah and it, it's a sore subject for some people because i you know they they're die hard i love them there that's it i only want river table bathtubs river table furniture river table pets they want just river tables if i look at a piece of wood because I, I i do uh security boards with uh epoxy actually just finished a walnut with a, like an emerald green in the knots mm-hmm. um it looks good it looks great for a serving table i just did a oak uh doing an oak desk for my son it's literally the the width of the of the slab mm-hmm. but it had um this uh crack going down the center uh, mm-hmm. you've probably seen it in my stories i filled that with some blue epoxy because he's a boy it's going to be a foldable desk in his thing mm-hmm. and like when i polish it up it's going to look sweet it has so much character in it that it, like the blue was only there to keep the two pieces together and that's yeah. the color he wanted um but i mean like i said it, it really depends on how are you doing it um yeah. go ahead Oh, I was just going to say that that blue, you're not doing it to to make it a statement. You're doing it to accent. A river table is not an accent. Like, you know, that's in the middle. Hey, you know, they take the two pieces and then pour gallons upon gallons. I yes. like that blue idea because it's it gives it that little pop, like that little extra. It's a feature. Wow. Yeah. If it was for me, I would go with a definitely a more. um darker color mm-hmm. to give the wood more uh, vibrance than it would be for the color. Yeah. We're yeah. talking about a five-year-old in his room. I mean, yeah. like epoxy done right can be what a project needs. Oh a yeah. Pop. Um, Salty Robin uncut on Instagram. Mm-hmm. He's been doing a lot of security boards and he's been doing different ones with like plants. He's been doing um, you, you name it. I've seen him do, the ocean scenic ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does really, really good with it. Um, he's not necessarily doing a, a river table, but he's doing epoxy his way. Yep. So you want to talk about some good epoxy work and, and you know, epoxy can go a thousand different ways. You can do it from <laughs> yeah. river tables to something small to filling in cracks or whatnot. Uh, crafts with Dre does mm-hmm. amazing flower art and i bought something from her for uh christmas for kim and it is i've never witnessed crystal clear epoxy that looks i mean it's i think clearer than glass i mean mm-hmm. this thing and the the flowers in it are beautiful the way she does it is beautiful and everything just jives so well and then she even gave me a little base a little wood base with some lights under it and then you can light it up Dude, it is so, so nice. And she's pushing the game with that stuff because, you know, doing it in little different molds. I like that epoxy because, like, once again, you're adding things to it to make it your one. You're making it to their own. Like, that's her style. If I saw a piece, I would go, that's Dre's. And, you know, if you see a river table, you go, that's everybody's because everybody does the same thing. And but unless you add that little piece it it's you're you're not breaking out of that mold and not no pun intended for the you know the epoxy and the molds but <laughs> you know dre really is pushing it you know and i've watched um i've watched scott over at salty robin uh with a lot of the stuff that he does and it's beautiful yeah. but it's not the same exact thing as everyone else is doing which is nice because now you can tell there's a part and I, I guess, again, I think that's what we're asking. You know, if you're going to do or play with epoxy, make it yours. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Add that little twist or whatever to it that makes it, you know, special for the project you're doing. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, epoxy could be an easy pour, it could be a hard pour, depending on your day. <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever tried pouring crystal clear epoxy? Um,. <sighs> I have, uh, actually, um, not in the, uh, the flower sense, like you were uh-huh. talking about, but like, um, there's a couple of projects I use epoxy for that I need to have crystal clear to see what's underneath it. And, uh, I've got it down, but in the beginning it wasn't so, so, 
uh, it's a science. You got to get down. Let's leave it with that. Well, you know, I, um, I learned the hard way that trying to do crystal clear epoxy in a wood shop, even if I'm nowhere near the wood, um, everything shows like, you Mm -hmm. know, wood chips, cat hair, Kim's hair, fuzz, bubbles, everything. the best way to do it in a wood shop where you don't have like a separate room or anything mm-hmm. to place it is get done woodworking, leave your uh, your filtration systems on, go ahead, go eat dinner, watch a show, yeah. wait for everything to settle, pour your epoxy, shut the light off, and get out of there. I wouldn't be able to. There's so much dust in mine that as soon as I close the door, it would be like poof. And then next thing I know, I would just have sawdust and uh, and epoxy. What I actually had to do was I made something for Kim as a test. And it is um, uh, – actually, you cut out a whole bunch of laser stuff uh, for me for a wedding sign that I had to make. And I had little extra hearts left over. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that. I do. So I poured the epoxy and then put the hearts in there and then poured more epoxy the next uh, – couple days after after it dried but i put it in my basement basement so that there's no dust no sawdust no nothing and it actually came out really really nice but you know i i hate to even say this but i moved on from total boat i am now a super clear epoxy guy i am i mean yeah i mean there's there's so many different brands of epoxy out there um, I'm loyal to Total Boat because A, they've been uh, sponsoring me for a very long time. And they're one of the few epoxies I've tried that have worked really well for my mm-hmm. needs. Um, I'm sure there's other epoxy out there that, you know, work just as well or maybe better depending. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I don't want to. I love Total Boat. I still love them. They are my tried and true when it comes to, you know, weatherproofing. You got You got something going on? No, I just heard my dog. He comes down huffing and puffing once in a while. <laughs> He's old. <laughs> you huff and puff too, because you're you know you're an old guy too. We're the same age. No, we're not. I think you're thirty three. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I am. Yeah, thirty three. Uh, oh, okay. In fact, if you're thirty three, it means you're older than me automatically. Why? Because mine's the last birthday of the year. Ah, uh, technically I am because I'm in November. Yep. That mm. if you're 33, the same age, I know for a fact you're older right. than me. All right, all right, I'll take you up on that. But um, <laughs> yeah, I love Total Boat. I'm not, I'm not shitting on them at all. I love their Halcyon. That is what I use when I need to put a flag outside or anything outside. But I wasn't having good luck with their epoxy lately. I had tons of bubbles. It turned yellow on me immediately. Really? Yeah. Really, really bad. Um, the high performance mm, slow, and I had. Now, like, we're were you using the pumps, or are you trying to measure out yourself? Pumps. Hmm. How long was it sitting on the shelves? I don't remember. If uh, so, if you don't know, epoxy does have a shelf life, so you do have to be careful how long it sits. Hmm. It was still. It's still. You know what I think it was? I think it was the stuff in the pump. Uh, because Ooh, yeah. after I pumped it, I noticed something was different, but I thought it was, I thought the whole thing changed, like the whole container. I pumped mm-hmm. it again and it was clear, but it was too viscosity, like it was too thick. I was talking with Dre about it and she was telling me, you know, if you got something that's thinner, like their new fathom, that's like water. And mm-hmm. what can happen is the, the bubbles release much easier out of that. So I wanted to use Fathom, but I didn't have the the budget to spend on Fathom. So that's why I went with uh, something else. But now I notice that it is cr- um, like water and it does release bubbles much, much easier than the high performance. So yeah. it was a twofold issue. I let the I let it sit too long on the shelf, like you were saying. And then also I, I stirred it and then immediately poured. So, yeah, I mean, like I learned early on when it comes to, and I'm saying generalized epoxy, it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. total. I'm, I don't, I don't hold anyone to the wall when it comes to what kind of epoxy they use. Don't get it off Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't get the Amazon brand. Uh, but uh, Amazon basics, you don't think that works well? Uh, one of the first epoxy pours I did was like a gallon from Amazon. It was some weird brand 
and it was a nightmare, absolute nightmare. <laughs> but, uh, long story short, what I'm trying to get at is with any kind of epoxy, the way you stir it and treat it before it's poured is imperative. Oh yeah, uh, you you need it like it might be overkill, but I stir it for like good almost four to five minutes, scraping the sides and the bottom, mm-hmm. and then depending if I think I got a good mix and it depends how much I'm mixing, I'll pour it into another container discard whatever's left from that uh, first one and stir it some more oh yeah um, i mean i just did uh that oak uh, epoxy pour mm-hmm. and you know i'm being careful but my son was out there and i saw him go reach for something and you know messing with epoxy i don't want him to get it on him so i tried to grab his hand but i had the drill mixer oh yeah i heard so this when in the I, last episode yeah. so when i went to go you know get his hand away I accidentally squirted the trigger just a little too much and lifted it up. It looked like Papa Swerf came all over my garage. And uh, it, it, to this point, uh, you, long story oh, short, man. you just, you, you're going to make a mess sometimes. You're not going to make a mess sometimes. Sometimes it goes smooth, but uh-huh. you know, it's just going to happen, man. Like that's <laughs> like anytime you're doing a project, it could be smooth, but you know, oh, something's going to happen. Of course, the old saying is if it's if it's going too well, something's gonna fuck up because that's how it always is. Oh man, like you're just riffing, you're going through it. You're like, oh, everything's going great. Then you you know do a glue up, and then next thing you know, you're like, oh, glue up went perfect. It's satin clamps, and then like my magical wood, you know, when on the podcast episode, you know, I everything went fine. Next thing I know, this thing is like a fucking potato chip because it's warped so bad. But for so, you're the only person I know that can leave a piece of wood next to their table saw and over no, fucking night no. CNC. Was it, it, it CNC? It was. I thought it was on the bed saw. of the CNC. Uh, yeah, and and then I know, but when you fixed it, you left it by your table saw. Uh, when I no, when I fixed it, I took it off the CNC and put it right in front of it, and it was okay. standing up. Regardless, you're the only person I know that can literally take a piece of wood, stand it on end, leave for the night, and come back and be straight. It was dead straight, and you know that thing is still flat, but yet when it was on the CNC, it bowed so bad on me it must have been a, re- a huge release of moisture i don't know how it came back to being straight i i i have no idea but i hey um, you have pictures of proof <laughs> yeah and that, that goes to show you wood movement i mean like you have no control over it i mean we could battle it we, yep. we think something's dried out i've had like i've had things i buy that's killing dried like it's being sold as that and I cut into it, you know, I do what I need with it. But the end piece, the scrap, it's smaller, you know, mm-hmm. so it releases more well, bow on me. I can't use it then. Oh, yeah. So I, so I have to figure out some other way to yeah, utilize it. I hear you, man. So I think we hit the uh, I hit I think we hit the epoxy on the head of that one. Um, I want to ask you about because I, I recently had. um some customer issues and and not terrible, but you know, things that happen along in business. And I wanted your take on how you would deal with, mm, let's see more so like, um, this is going to be like multiple questions, but a, a, a pushy customer who not only wants what they want, which is fine because every customer gets what they want in the realm, um, but if they were, let's say being too pushy, you know, you tell them a date, they want it sooner and you, you can't do it sooner. How would you handle something like that on your end? You know, uh, I, I've been pretty lucky. Um, I've had only a few customers where I've had to basically say <laughs> either, you know, we could do it this way or is this is going to sound bad, but we could do it the way we agreed upon mm-hmm. or I charge you more or you can go somewhere else and I refund you depending yeah. how far along in the project I am. Um, but at this point in time, my level of patience with customers has definitely changed since we first started. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So if I had a customer, if I'm pricing out, say this is what they want and I can do what they want, I'll price it out accordingly. Um, now, if the, in the middle of the project they say they need it earlier, it depends. Now, if we're a week out and they need it in three days, going to charge them if i can yeah. do it or i'm gonna say i can't make that and they get it at the agreed upon date um 
I just recently had a customer do that to me. They a month and a half earlier, I priced it out. They paid for it. Um, I was working on it and they're like, Hey, can I get it? You know, a week earlier. Mm-hmm. And it's still a month out at that point in time. And I'm like, you know what? Absolutely. You gave me a month and a half time to price it out to you, work on it. And on top of that, gave me a month notice saying you need it one week earlier. Okay. That's yeah, a, yeah. I'm not going to charge you more for that. Yeah. yeah. Now, if, <clears throat> I've had people literally want projects same day and they paid for it. Hmm. So, uh, I don't know. It depends on the scenario, man. Uh, a pushy customer, uh, depending on how far you're along in that project, I would either mm-hmm. just say go somewhere else or uh, charge them accordingly. Hey, you know, you don't want to push anybody away, but also you you get to the point where it's like you can only do so much because as you and exactly. I both have, we both have full-time jobs. So it's not like we're doing this full-time, which would be nice. And then we might be able to take on something, you know, spur of the moment. Hey, I need it in a week. Hey, I need it in, you know, two or three days if it's a project that can be done in two or three days. Um, but, you know, I've had I've had where I tell people, hey, I'm pushed out until this date. And um, I blatantly tell them I, ha- I can't start it now. Yeah. They agree upon it. And then a month later, let's say I'm it's November. And I tell them I'm not going to start it until March because I'm full with Christmas orders and whatnot. Well, don't expect to message me in January to ask me if I started it yet because I told you I, I can't start it any sooner than March. You yeah. know, so I easily tell them, hey, you know, I know it's not started. We agreed upon March. And it's like, oh, okay. Now it, we're past March. And it's like, I'm backlogged with my stuff. I've been in contact with them and whatnot, and they are understanding, but I could also feel the, feel the, Hey, you, you told me it would be, you know, completed in March, you know, or started, which doesn't Mm -hmm. mean completed. So it's just like, like you said, you get to a point where it's like, you can only explain yourself so much before it's like, what aren't they understanding? Well, I think we're the client and we fall short here. I think it's it's both of us. So when they reach out to us, they're not seeing the we have to go to work all day side. They The only thing they see is like we produce products, they're buying that product and so on. True. I've wanted to for a very long time put somewhere on like my Etsy or someplace like that. Just saying like, hey, this is not my primary job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, full time doing this, blah, blah, blah. That way people have the understanding. Mm-hmm. And for a while there, I was actually saying it for new customers. I'm like, hey, this is not full time. Please bear with me. Mm-hmm. The The date that I give you is very, it could move depending on what happens. Um, but uh, I've got to a point now, thankfully, knock on wood, I'm getting orders about a month, month and a half out, sometimes okay. a little bit longer. So I haven't had to deal with a lot of the short-term projects. Mm-hmm. And when I do, I have everything set up in such a way where the the coveted projects, if you will, that I give out, they're not really hard to complete in fast mm-hmm. in a hurry. Um, but yeah, I, I've been pretty fortunate, I That's think, good. when it comes to that. That's really good. So. You know, I wish I could get to the point where, you know, I'm – I'm knocking these jobs out, you know, one after the next. But for some reason, as a maker, and you, I know you can attest to this, it's hard to stay focused on like a couple projects because now your brain goes, I want to do that. And then, you know, we put those projects down and then I work on something for the shop or something for the house Absolutely. or a, a project I really want to work on. Um and then those get pushed to the side. And then next thing I know, I'm scrambling, trying to get the other ones done. But it's just the the, the mind of a maker, especially when we're not full-time. Because if you were full-time, you could focus. Okay, I, I have to get this project done. I know I got to get them done, but something else seems interesting to me. And it, it's so, mo- most of the time, nothing that I need to do. You work on those projects. You take a little time. You just have to uh, – and, you know, I, I'm not great at it myself, but um, – when I had, I have, I don't know, like seven projects due the first week, actually next week. Mm-hmm. But 
the way I did it, I had them far enough all enough where I could work on all of them at different times. I had mm-hmm. two challenge coin racks. So I made one day I was out there and I just made a shit ton of racks. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That way I could just cut them to size and fit them to the piece while I had them engraving on the um, CNC. Because I mm-hmm. have that. They cut out the uh, the relief on there and I just kind of put them in place. And, you know, when I got done with that, I, I did a couple mallets up. I know I get mallet orders left yeah. and right. So I, I got them, you know, pr- prepared and ready to go. You know I've learned that I can't just do one project, like you said, and just mm-hmm. go all the way through. Because, you know, there's different times where you need to stop and so on. But um, yeah, I, the harder projects, so the projects that I don't get to a point or finishing, um, sometimes I do delay a little bit longer because I don't want to do it. Um, like my CNC messed up not too long ago. The Z-axis mm-hmm. has an error somewhere. Yep. And I have a 30 by 30 cherry uh, sign in there I need to finish. But it's all hand sanding and chiseling to finish because my V bit could not produce the finish yep. I normally get. Yeah, yeah. And it's taking me forever, man. Um, because of that very reason, I get out there and I start doing it an hour and a half in, and you're mm-hmm. like, you're bored. <laughs> you yeah, want to yeah. work on something new. So I, I, I get you. you. But, but you know, it, 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 the customers come with uh, they they come with their own bag of tricks up their sleeve especially when they message you trying to get trying to persuade you into getting something done a little faster but um you know i have a hard time saying no (laughs) as as you already know because i'm so far behind and so far out with my so far out bro but um i'm so far out with my orders it's crazy you know from starting when we first started talking to looking at it now it's you and i both grew tenfold and it's it's amazing absolutely yeah, yeah. I, it hasn't been that long. Like, no. if you look at our growth as a, a business on the business side of it, mm-hmm. it's it's unheard of uh, how yeah. fast we grew um, and growing. Yeah, uh, definitely. Every day, every single yeah, day. I, I'm doing quotes and estimates for things that I like, and not in a million years mm-hmm. would I have thought I'd be doing at this point in time. Yeah, right. Um, and I'm okay with it, <laughs> to be completely yeah. honest with you. Like, um, you know, there's, there's, it's approaching a point where like, I don't know how small business, when does it become a large business? Maybe when you f- go full time, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I'm not ashamed of it. Like yeah. I was never ashamed of it, but I would always keep it on the, you know, low. I wouldn't be at work. I wouldn't be saying, you know, but, or bring a project in or anything. Mm-hmm. Now I bring a project in that people stop and buy. I'll have them pick it up. And oh, yeah. I want people to see what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Why why hide it? It's you're proud of it, you enjoy it and show it off. <laughs> I show it off quite often. Oh, oh, oh Jesus Christ. Yeah, you showed it <laughs> off when, you know, we first started talking on match. That's uh that's how I got it so attracted to you. Well, you know, which <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, don't even This is a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> so now I have to one more question, and I don't know if you had anything that you wanted to chat about for a little bit because we go about like an hour. We're at forty three minutes, so okay, yeah. So I have a question, and I need to know your honest answer. There's a, a gentleman that that um, that has his hands deep into my pa- no, he has him deep into this podcast, and his name is Keith. And I want to know, do you know Keith from Blackthorn Concepts? I absolutely do. Yep. Mm. Keith is a pain in the ass. Don't tell him that. Oh, but yeah. He, no, he, he knows. I tell him straight to his face. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I have to ask that question because I want to see how many people actually know him. I knew you knew him, but, you know, I have to get um, – I have to put his name out there because I'm contractually obligated to say his name a few times and mention that he is the executive producer of this podcast. So um, – and if I don't, Keith said that he'll come to my house and do bad things to me. So um, I want to – Oh, believe me. You like it just as much as he would. I know, I know. Keith is a very weird guy, but I love Keith. He's a very, he's he's a Jerseyan. Let's put it that way. We're oh, all stubborn and pains is. in the asses, as I am. He's a ball buster, but I love him. You know, love like it's it's more like like like, but yeah, whatever. Anyway, he'll get a kick. He out of grows this. on you. Yes, he he grew on me like um hmm, I don't even know. So anyway. You have anything that you want to chat about? You want to ask me any nice, uh, deep, dark questions uh, or want to learn anything about me? I'm going to flip the script on this one and you're going to become the host. 
as well you know i could definitely do that uh, but i know a lot about you as is so oh that's good. um so here i got a question for you that's going to hit home with just a little bit all right so, and thank you for joining us on episode five <laughs> <laughs> when are you going to stop collecting work services and actually use that laser you have <laughs> so just to bring everybody back real quick i want to look on my amazon while we're uh <clears throat> while we're talking about oh it. you're gonna talk about porter cable yeah too, we're gonna talk about the porter cable on this one because i heard that you guys mentioned it on the on the, on oh, the last absolutely. episode so it, here it's, it's funny cable. oh look it's saved in my searches for some reason because i think i searched it already so back on the day of september 12 2019 i bought a porter cable dovetail jig and now 2019, right? So we're in 22, right? Yeah. Yeah. 22. 22. This year will mark three years. Yeah. September to September. No, two years. I don't even know. I can't tell time. Math's hard. Two years, three years, whatever. Um, but I had a Porter Cable jig that I bought for somebody who just asked me a simple question. Can you do this? And I went, sure. I could do make dovetails. Never did in my life, but I'll make them. So I bought the dovetail jig, and they never actually got bought anything from me, so I never used it. It still sits in the box collecting dust. So I'm thinking maybe since this one took two years, maybe two and a half, I'll touch it. I will drive down there just to <laughs> use your laser. Man, I tell you what, I am super jealous, A, that you got one before I did, and uh, B, the fact that you haven't used it yet. You, I tell you what. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go. Go, go ahead. Uh, no, you go. I use I use my laser a lot. Oh yeah, I mean, you do. I mean, a CO two laser is just it's one of those things you don't know you need it until you have it, and uh, you found out the hard way having a you know not having a laser, uh-huh. getting a laser, and then seeing what it could do, and then you know diving down that rabbit hole. But long story short, is I've outgrown what I have here, and it's painful. <laughs> Yeah, it's so painful. So I I can't wait to see you open that and start realizing the stuff that you can do. I opened it already. I lifted the lid. I went, wow, it looks pretty cool. Closed the <laughs> lid and went, I'll get to that's, it when I get to it. <laughs> that's further than you did with the damn uh, porter cable. Oh, no, I opened the box on that one and looked at it and went, oh, look at all the accessories that get, they give you. All right. Now it goes under the bench and just stays there. You know there. that there's some good uh, router bits in there, too. I don't think I got the one with the router bits. I just got the one with the multiple uh, things for dovetail and uh, box joint. I thought they all came with router bits, but mm, could be wrong. It's been yeah. a bit. But so with the laser, here's my biggest issue. I need to run electrical. I need to drill a six-inch hole through concrete, through my cinder block wall. That's taken me a while because I just don't have the time. I'm so backlogged with with my orders right now. I have so many orders that I need to get out that I'm literally dragging my feet on. But think of this. Okay. You can design your flag. You can throw it under the laser. It will draw the picture for your wife to paint. And then she just is painting the lines. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I'm painting now. Oh, you are? Yeah. And they're really shitty looking. I was about to say, yeah, they did downhill a little bit. <laughs> well, here's another thing. I'm I'm going to because I I learned how to um, do certain uh, techniques on the laser. So what I'm going to start doing is there's going to be no more painting, no more hand painting, unless the customer says I really really want a hand painted one. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. I, I'm going to do layered badges that are you know so they give dimension and then also yeah. they are they look a little cleaner. So. I'm going to try that. And then also I might dive into the world of uh, sublimination, if I'm saying oh, it yeah. correctly, yep. which will help me out even more because then there's nothing. I don't have to run the machine. I don't have uh, to. Like, there, there's I more. I, there is more, but yeah. I won't have to do multiple steps on the laser, make sure that mm-hmm. it's still in the same exact spot. You know, the only thing it won't do for me is uh, layer it. For your laser, if you did it right in light burn, you wouldn't have to mess with it too much. Well, no, not not in light burn, but me actually putting the piece back down, like after I painted um, it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know there's ways that I can I can make it foolproof for myself, but I will get that laser up and running soon, probably in the next year or so, two, three. 
I hey, I peel that it still has a protective film on it too. That's okay. I I understand that. Like uh if when I buy something new, I won't peel off the film unless it starts peeling off and then I, I usually take it off. But that it, that I get. It still has the uh mirror covers over it too, the little bags oh, that come onto it. it. Oh, also uh, the water hoses are still pinched off because I just haven't hooked up my water chiller. Oh, and it hasn't been plugged in either. At all. So the, it's did, a work surface. Hold on. You might hold as well on. put a tablecloth over and <laughs> Hold on, hold on. I did put the key in the ignition and turned it and then turned it back the other way just to see how it worked. I thought you were just teasing. <laughs> That's all I did. I didn't do just, anything just else. Just a tip, it. huh? Just a tip. Wait, you know, I went, I looked at the laser um, the other day. I went, oh, wow, I could be really using that laser. And I went, well, here's my little Ortor. And then I put it out in the, in Dude, the shop. Come on. We both know that. <laughs> like my diode, the only reason I still have a diode is for those hammers I do. Because I don't have the Z-axis and the Glowforge to do the mallet heads. If I didn't need that for that, I would have sold it a long time ago. My Ortor has been kicking ass. Like it, it knows that I bought a new one and it is like, it's blowing my mind. All I did to it was I put, um, air assist on it mm -hmm. and I could cut through, I think it's eighth inch ply, which that's, that's thick to me because you know, I'm limited on that little diode, but one pass You're not limited. You literally have a laser that can go through. No, no, like no. I'm saying I'm limited on the Ortor. I know, but like get rid of the Ortor and Set up yeah, your well, laser, I, and you you come over. You can you run electrical for me and drill the hole. I could drill a hole. You could do electrical. Yeah, but I don't want to. I'm busy. But you're only See, you as got busy you got, as you, you think you are. I know, I know, and you know how far away my my panel is. It's probably twice this room. So literally, maybe twenty feet oh, so away you, from me. Yeah. What's the issue? Come on. Well, I got to run two wire, two sets of wires. So no, actually three. So then, you know, that's like sixty feet of wire. If you really add it, do all you have up. the wire already? Oh, I have the wire, the electrical oh, boxes, the outlets, and everything. Oh yeah, I bought it. I why I went to Home Depot and I bought everything. I even spent a hundred some odd dollars on the wiring. I do want to say something on this podcast because you were right, and you know I've been realizing it very soon. Oh, I like this. Keep going. Keep going. I'm going to lean back. I'm going to move so, the mic a little closer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you got yeah. it on a boom now. That's sweet. I've always had it on a boom. Oh, shh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now we know why. <laughs> if you don't know, because I don't know if you post video, he uh, just no, took I it off, entirely off the mouth. Oh, Jesus Christ. That The whole fucking thing just I, – I thought I was going to drop it. Yeah, it looked like you are trying to deep throat it. But, ah. uh, yeah, there you go. Anyway, um, go ahead. Guess, Tell me how I was right. So, um, yes, yes, I want to hear Home it. Depot is better than Lowe's. Uh, but, yeah, but I didn't really say any. Did I say that? We we had a conversation a couple of times. I've always been team Lowe's and you've been team Home Depot. Well, hold on. Here's here's the kick, kicker to it. Home Depot sucks a fat one because they don't have cedar. And also their pine was good until their pine was shit. And We're then, not talking wood. I'm not talking wood at all when it comes to the two. As far as the two stores are, I am concerned with wood. They both suck. You just got to yeah. find which one least sucks that day. Yeah. Okay. I'm talking about tools and resources and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. So this is this is my discovery over this last year. Okay. Um, I was buying a lot of tool tools from Lowe's, and it was working fine when I first started out. But the more refined stuff I want, you can't get at Lowe's. Like I bought that Bosch 12 inch miter saw. They mm -hmm. didn't have that there. Home Depot did. Mm -hmm. Now um, I bought toolboxes for the price range I wanted. And for what I wanted, guess who had it for the exact thing I want? Mm -hmm. The Husky toolboxes. Home Depot. Just, it just keeps piling on. So when yeah, I yeah. want like, uh, you know, looking at different other tools, you know, they don't, Lowe's don't have anything really. Then they have Bosch product line for some stuff. Mm -hmm. They have Craftsman and DeWalt, and they have a new brand. I forget Flex, what it is. I think it is. Yeah, something like that. But they're very limited when it comes to that. I mean, they mm -hmm. highly rely on uh, DeWalt to be their major. You go to Home Depot, they have everything. Yeah. Like, 
I, I can walk in there. I can get uh, Dewalt. I can get Milwaukee. I can get, you know, Bosch. I can get pretty much any of the, you know, rigid, anything mm-hmm. like that. You know, you're you're going to have, because of course they're competition or yes. they're competitive against each other. So they might not carry the same exact thing. But here's my discrepancy with Lowe's. I needed, actually, I went there tonight and um, had to buy cedar. And um, I knew exactly where it is. I look, the whole pile of shit. It is, it's warped more than pine, which. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad right now. So they're, they're that pile. Then they had a brand new one up top. And I've done this before. I've gone over and I asked somebody, can they get it down? They get it down. And I picked through the whole pile. Well, I was looking for somebody for a good while and nobody was around. They were like ghosts. I'm like, where is everybody? That's the only issue I have with Lowe's is I, I have an issue with finding somebody. You would think uh, somebody would be kind of stationed in, you know, that area, next area. It should next be, area. yeah. No, no one was there. That's the only discrepancy I have with Lowe's. See, mine is just the quality of, I mean, options. I, I would mm-hmm. just say it, options. Like for me, like I don't have, uh, you know, I will be having a uh, Rockler. They're actually giving a Rockler store near me. Quite, you know, yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. But Woodcraft and all that's like an hour for uh-huh. me. So like, you know, to buy some of these tools, either Amazon or I have to go online but, uh, you know, Home Depot has been really, really uh, the place I've been going for a lot of the tool side of things. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just they have the prices and everything that I need. And, um, you know, I enjoy going there because I even the blades for my tools, they mm-hmm. have better blade choices at Home Depot than they do at Lowe's. Lowe's, they have Spider, which is not a bad brand. DeWalt and like Craftsman. That's yeah. about it. So. Those spider blades are pretty damn good blades. I got one on my Bosch miter saw and yeah. one on my uh, rear handle Milwaukee uh, cordless saw that work great. I have no issues nice. with them. I've seen people have issues with them, but I have to say they've been pretty good. Yeah, I got to change out some of the blades this year on uh, most of my tools and not decided where I'm going to lean with that or not. Tools today brand or... Which and, you know, I want to get a good, good blades on them. An Amana, um, ripping blade, the uh, glue yep. line rip that I use oh, yep. is amazing. That's one of the ones I'm looking at. Um, was a cross cut one mm-hmm. they have, and then uh, I basically need blades and everything. Everything needs a replacement. So, it's, is it bad to admit that I use my glue line rip for cross cutting as well? No, because a majority of people will not change out their plates. Yeah. Now, I was in that camp for a very mm-hmm. long time. And I think it had a lot to do with the DeWalt uh, job site saw I was messing with. But, mm. like, I do a lot of dados, especially mm. when I'm doing um, – because I do dados for the um, challenge coin racks. Oh, and okay. I do dados for a whole bunch of other stuff. And I'm constantly taking out the blade, putting a dado stack in, swap back and forth. Mm-hmm. And to, at this point in time, I don't even think about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, it's just, it's one of those things where I've gotten used to doing and it just doesn't bother me anymore. So I hear you, man. Well, I don't mean to cut you off, but like I said, hour usually. And then, uh, and I don't want to keep you too, too long. But with that, uh, any other last words that you want to say besides um, that you love me and love seeing me? Well, it's definitely nice getting on the mic with you, man, sitting across the table, if you will, talking yeah. about uh, the shop and different things. And um, yeah, it was definitely a pleasure to come on and you know check out what you're doing now. And uh, yeah. it's been a while since we caught up. So thank you yeah, for having me on. Time. So what what I'm going to do for next time is I'm going to come up with completely different questions for you out of the fishbowl. And um, they're going to be good ones. So I'm going to have you back on. You know that, right? I hope so. It was mm-hmm. definitely a pleasure. A, a, a what? A pleasure. You know. I thought you said a. I thought you said a plister. And I was a like, plister. What the fuck I, is I don't know plister? what that is. <laughs> I mean, I've had a beer and I'm tired, but I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said pleasure. Ah, pleasure. Yes, uh, Match.com. Remember that. <laughs> this so, episode. This yeah. This episode is unofficially sponsored by Match.com. Pleasure <laughs> found in all the wrong places. The new so, KY anyway. jelly. <laughs> No, we're not going too far now. That's too, too far. 
sorry, just sorry. go to bed. Go to bed. So with that, you can follow Josh on his uh, social media on North Country Woodworking on Instagram. You can also find him on the, the world-renowned podcast, Sawdust Nation podcast, which releases on Thursdays. Uh, Thursday at midnight? No. Yeah. Um, well, Thursday-ish, yeah. we say, just because um, – you know, three people, three different schedules. So we try to get it to you early as we can on Thursday. Okay. And they record on Tuesday nights as well. So that if you need have any questions that you want to send into them, you can email them at sawdustnationpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can message Josh over at North Country Woodworking and let him know what you want to hear on the podcast. As for myself, my name is AJ. I'm from Crafted and NJ on Instagram. You can also email me any questions that you have at craftedandnj at gmail.com. And then, uh, like I said, I don't, still don't know if I'm going to make a goddamn podcast, Instagram, and an email. Just for right now, we're just going to keep it at Crafting and NJ. Simple, to the point, you know where to find me. If you're hearing my voice, you found me on through Crafted. So email me, DM me, whatever, match.com me, whatever you want to do. Uh, <laughs> you I'm, said you all, could close that account. <laughs> all kidding aside, I don't have a match.com account. Only when I was looking for Josh. So with that... This has been episode five, and I want to thank everybody um, for joining us tonight. I want to thank Josh for being here. He is a longtime friend, uh, especially in the podcast world. I I would have never started this podcast if I haven't started if I never started anything with the live when we went with Country Crafted on Instagram, and that 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 was that was a lot of fun. It's re- it's nice to reminisce about it to think of um, that we used to do that, and now it grew into a podcast. And now we're both doing podcasts. So it's mm-hmm. awesome. Thank you for being a great friend, a great maker, and a huge support system for me. And thank you for joining me tonight. So, And at, with that, we're both signing off. As, uh, as I want to say, I love you all. You have a great night. And Josh, keep on looking handsome. You got it, man. Thank you. <laughs>